You good? Yep. Ready Jess, my name is Nagy. I'm here as always with my co-host Liam McNeil. But Jess, we have a very special guest for you tonight. Uh, this man studied his NRL career with the Roosters in 2016. Uh, he was named 2017 Auckland Nines Player of the Tournament before signing a three-year deal with Newcastle. It gives me great pleasure to welcome the Knights fullback, Connor Watson. Hey boys, thanks for having me. <laughs> no, thanks for coming on, mate. Appreciate it. Obviously, Connor, huge congratulations on Friday night's game. Uh, but we'll, uh, we'll come back to that. But um, just focusing quickly on um, 2017, uh, player of the tournament for the Nines. Um, 2018 was the first year that they decided not to do the Nines. Was that, uh, was that something you were looking forward to as a player? Yeah, it's a good um, sort of start, I think. You know, um, It's a good way for young kids to, and rookies sort of to come in and get their first taste of NRL experience. And we would have had a pretty handy side last <laughs> year, or in this year at the Nines, so... Yeah, I reckon we would have um, gone close to taking it out, but hopefully they bring it back in soon because, yeah, I think we'd be really competitive in it. It seemed to be one the players did like. You know, it's a bit lighthearted, a bit of fun, just a good warm-up. Did the, yeah, did the players really go in for it, buy into it? Yeah, it was great. It was a great weekend, you know. it's um, I really like Auckland. It's a great place to go over and play and experience. And, um, yeah, like you said, it's, it's heaps of fun and... Um, you know, you get to play with all different blokes, so that's sort of the thing, you know. Not everyone takes the best side over, you know. They're trying to give blokes a bit of an experience, and, um, yeah, it's a, it's a great concept. I always liked it until that year that Jared Mullen um, did his hammy, like tore the hammy from the bone, <laughs> and he looked great up until that point, and I was shattered. That's it. That was, well, that was the, the end for me for the uh, Auckland Nines. I loved it till then, and then when, they, when it <laughs> injured Mullen, I was off it. <laughs> I think it was 2014, <laughs> so it's going back a while. But no, I always liked it. It sort of got you back in the mood for, for watching rugby league again, and because it's such a fast-paced comp, uh, and it was so quick, you know, and having like such a gala of the day as well, so you could just really settle in, uh, you know, at home or at the pub and, and watch all the teams play, mm. and such different matches. Now, it's, it, I, I miss it, and hopefully they bring it back. Um, Connor, I think a lot of Newcastle supporters were uh, excited when you signed uh, in 2017 for the 18 season, but you really won over the hearts of Novocastrians everywhere when uh, they saw this video. Um, go get him, Connor! <laughs> go get him, buddy! Oh. Oh. Connor Watson! What, you are going to end up playing in the NRL. What team are you going to play for? South? Newcastle. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Is that, uh, is, is that embarrassing to bring up? Is that now, obviously that video got a bit of circulation when you first signed. Was that, is that like when your mum breaks out the Mr. Doobie tapes, like the romper room when you're on TV and, and be the first time? Or is, it, is that just normal now? Oh, that's all right. It's pretty funny. I've got real blonde hair there. Different yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Goldilocks, but nah. Um, it's pretty funny how it worked out, you know. I um, always supported the night, so it's great to be here. And I love, um, yeah, really starting to get my grips on this place now and understand how good it is to live here and play for the town so oh mate we call it god's country for a reason <laughs> now that that jersey you were in was that terrigal sharks yeah so okay. i started there and then um played most of my juniors at king Cumber. okay yeah sort of i started at terrigal because um, all my mates were playing soccer at the time and then when i wanted to start um playing footy only one of my mates was playing footy was playing for terrigal and then under nines, they all started playing for King Cumber, so I moved over with them. Crossed the floor. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, dear. <laughs> Jump shit early on, so. 
There was, um, I think, a, a lot of. I was one of them. I assumed that uh, when you were playing for Sydney, you must have been a Sydney guy. And uh, but then, yeah, learning that you grew up on the Central Coast was it uh, in Terrigal or was it uh, somewhere close by there? Oh, uh, Voca. Next, yeah, right next well, door. That's so. a nice part of the world. Yeah, it was good. I was um, born in Dubbo, but moved to Voca when I was four, I think. So, yeah, a bit of a different change of scenery for mum and dad. But you know, I was really fortunate to grow up there. It's a great place. And forged a nice bond with you and Heiner when he came to the club. He was uh, settled in Avoca, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. So Heiner lives at, um, or he actually lives at Wombrel, but oh, okay. yeah, he's always over in Avoca. I think he wishes he lived in Avoca, but um, <laughs> yeah, because that's where all his mates and that are. So yeah, it's good. You were a self-confessed uh, football fanatic uh, with dreams of playing professionally from a very young age. Um, you know, but it was actually, I think, Peter Tunks that noticed you early on. Uh, was that right? Yeah, so I actually come to the Knights when I was um, 16. I just finished playing Harold Matthews on the Central Coast. And this is when Central Coast had a partnership with the Knights. And um, they wanted me to come up here early in the 17s, sort of 18s. And I'd actually um, signed a deal. But then um, in year 11, I got a scholarship to go down to Knox Grammar to play um, rugby union. Um, and I sort of, at the time, thought about, you know, education and, uh, you know, that's a great school and I never would have been able to go there if I didn't have this opportunity mm. and I sort of really wanted to just go down there and um, give it a crack. So when I moved down there, the night sort of uh, reneged on the <laughs> oh, contract. No, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but it, it wasn't sort of um, too bad of a problem. You know, I had interest from other clubs and when I went down there, I just said, I'm just going to play my school footy for the Knox. And then, um, yeah, I sort of got a bit frustrated playing rugby union just because it was so forwards dominated and being a back in rugby league, you know, it doesn't matter what the circumstances are. You're always going to get the ball and always be able to play. But, you know, you give a penalty or you get a penalty in rugby union, you kick for touch and then you might lose the line out. So, yeah, yeah it just doesn't make sense to me, all that sort of stuff. But I actually enjoyed the game, but it just sort of, you know, I really missed playing league and I ended up playing um, in a club side for Tungsey on Sunday. So I would sneak out of school. Oh, would they, wouldn't, <laughs> they wouldn't know. So I'd play union on the Saturday and league on the Sunday. And um, we actually pretty had a pretty red hot team down there. We had, um, you know, Grant Garvey, who's, um, I'm not sure if he, I think he's just playing local league now, but he played NRL for the Roosters. And Nat Butcher, who played NRL for, oh, yeah. who was playing now for the Roosters. Um, and then a ton of guys that played... Um, you know, under 20s, and you got Liam Coleman who's playing um, at Penrith out in the New South Wales Cup there. So, yeah, we had a red hot side, and obviously with that, you know, your team gets a bit of attention from um, the scouts. And um, Peter O'Sullivan is good mates with Tungsy, and Tungsy told him about me, so come over and watched, and then that's how I ended up at the Roosters. So. Well, the big fans of the show, those talking sport boys, I think. Yeah, they listen pretty religiously. <laughs> yeah, Peter, Peter Tunks. Uh, that's one show that I can listen to endlessly. Yeah. He's talking sport. Like, because it goes for about four hours on, on 2HD. Uh, it's brilliant. And yeah, you can just back it on. I want to earn my talking sport nickname one day. I love all the calls got their nicknames. I'd love to earn one. You can just say your nickname, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> yeah. you got to earn it. So you have to yeah. earn it. Oh, fair enough, fair enough. Yeah. So you went straight from, from Knox into the Roosters system. Um, was that hard? So would you, you would have had to move out of home as well with um, when you went into the Roosters system or were you travelling back from the Central Coast? Oh, well, see, I was boarding at Knox, so I sort of got that experience of living out of home anyway from sort of being 16. And then once the time came to go down to the Roosters and play 20s, um, I think for the first month I sort of was living at home and travelling back and forth. And then I was crashing at um, one of my um, sort of close family friends, um, 
or they're my family now, I guess, because I was living with them, the Allendes. So I was um, crashing at one of their joints for a bit. And then um, they moved out of the joint they were in. And um, Gav Lester, who used to play for the Bulldogs, and I think he might have played for South as well, was a welfare officer at the club. And his sister was Trudy Allende, who I was living with. And um, he just finished building this big house. And they were going to put a few of the Roosters' young blokes in there. So he offered me a room there. And I lived in there with sort of, uh, it was me, Joey Manu, uh, Jack Hetherington, who's at Penrith. Um, Ruben Porter lived there for a bit. And uh, Bernie Lewis lived there. So there's been a fair few um, blokes come through that house and going to play in a row, which is pretty cool. So <laughs> When I first moved out of home, uh, and even probably up to this day, so it's been 10 years later, uh, it's I can you know I could barely boil water. Toast and anything <laughs> grilled was was uh, with cheese involved was basically my staple. But it, it recently came out with the nights that you know you you've got a bit of a talent in the kitchen. Uh, was this something that was a bit flared up, or is that uh, something you're pretty proud of? Oh, it might be a little bit flared up. <laughs> <laughs> They've got some uh, you got some recipes on uh, the nights page. Uh, Connor's lamb shoulder, which is Ooh. nice. You've been uh, and uh, Connor's oven roasted salmon. Is this uh, so? Where did the uh, whereabouts from boarding school? Because I know boarding school you get fed there. You know you, yeah. You wouldn't have any cooking opportunity. And then uh, was it living with the other family or is it just something that you've taken to naturally? Oh, to be honest, my dad and mum are pretty good cooks. So um, I sort of took a bit in from them. And um, when I was living at uh, the house with all the boys, we sort of didn't get too adventurous um, <laughs> with food there. We were only just <laughs> learning. But um, it was when I moved out um, from that house into um, a new joint with my roommate who's actually um dan roach who's one of blocker roach's young boys okay yeah, yeah. yep so i got i've become pretty close with him i was he was sort of uh one of the assistant coaches at knox but he's, he was a um, sort of younger dude and um you know he really mentored me and helped me through and i was sort of i was actually staying at blocker's house too a bit when i um first come down to the roosters so yeah i was just you know couch hopping a bit there <laughs> and and they really looked after me but when I first was going to move out um, by myself, I, I hit him up to see if he um, needed a room or anything like that, and he was pretty keen. And he's a mad chef, so he taught me some, um, yeah, some good things. He was such a good cook, but um, yeah, I'm not as good as him yet. But <laughs> speaking of the learning. domestic chores, I've, we heard the story earlier in the year that you and Caelan Ponga moved in together. You had to teach him to do the the laundry. It yeah. seems like a very rugby league thing. Young players going out finding a team and they always need to seem to get taught to do the laundry did it take long did he pick it up pretty quickly how how'd he do yeah he's good he's good now so. <laughs> it can be a complicated complicated machine the, well they're the washing all different machine. that's it they're yeah, all different that. front loaders top loaders some have got three hour long cycles it's, it's an easy one to muck up I've been living with my missus for about a year and we went from a top loader when I was living out of home to now front loader and you're right I was a little bit thrown off uh, <laughs> to like she asked, can you just put them in but it's a dial but yeah. it's sort of like a digital thing not very clear it's taken Nagy forever and I'm still not there yeah no. <laughs> but he's, he's doing well he's doing well. he's improving every day improving every day aren't you Nagy I think it might be rugby league players because you know like at the end of the game you know it's someone else you know as you're growing up it's always one of the you know the nominated mum mm. of the week and they do the, the washing of the jerseys so you know the washing's always someone else's job it's never up to the, the player no Surely. that's it I remember yeah mum and dad used to bring the jerseys home and I'd see them in a bag and next thing I know they're on the line. That's all I knew. Yeah. That was all I knew about laundry. <laughs> One day my mum forgot to bring the jerseys uh, to, to the game and it was about an hour away from where we lived. We had to wear the other team, the, the older team that played before us, had to wear their jerseys and they're all muddy. <laughs> it was shocking. Good on you, mum. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, Connie, you list your two favourite players uh, growing up as Joey, obviously, and, uh, and Kirk Gidley. Now, um, 
playing for the Knights, you've you've worn both the number one, uh, which was Kurt's spot, um, where you played a lot of his good football, and and uh, and you played in the halves as well. Uh, was that something that was uh, you know a bit of a challenge? You know, looking at these these the players that you admired as a young young fella, and then suddenly you're wearing their jerseys. Um, I haven't really looked at it like that, to be honest. Um, yeah, I sort of just you know, um, it's obviously a dream of mine to always play um, for the Knights and. As a kid, I grew up playing fullback, so it was always a dream to play fullback. Which um, I'd have thought about that the other day, which is pretty cool that I've been able to do that. So, but um, yeah, I don't really put too much pressure on myself in regards to you know who's previously worn the jersey. Maybe if I was wearing the seven, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, a, yeah. that's a tough one in that's Newcastle. One the, yeah. That seven on the back, yeah, yeah. But um, no, I don't. Yeah, it's not really something that I thought about too much, to be honest. After you cemented your spot with the Roosters in. Uh, you know, early in that 2017 season, uh, after as we said, a, a very strong nines tournament, uh, you were you had one year left in your contract, and then you were one of the very early signings for the Newcastle Knights in their um, in their rebuilding phase in 2017. Uh, do you remember how that came about, or was it something uh, that was uh, took you by surprise as in in your professional career? Um, I sort of it's hard because um, I don't know if you're allowed to. When you're under contract, allowed to talk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I mean, it's not like, <laughs> like if you're under contract, I think clubs get in trouble for talking to you. Yeah, you're right. But um, basically, at the time, my manager spoke to me and said, you know, because um, there wasn't really a clear pathway there. They just signed Tedesco, which, like, um, I sort of was hoping to play in that fullback role there, and I trained a bit of preseason there, and Mick Gordon was sort of there to mentor me and. Um, you know, I played a few games there and went really well, but um, obviously James Tedesco, the Australian fullback, New South Wales fullback, if you've got the opportunity <laughs> to sign him, you do. Yeah. So um, I couldn't really be too upset about that. But at that time, I sort of knew that there was not really a place for me there to be able to go and pursue a starting spot. And that's sort of what I wanted to do. I didn't really want to get pigeonholed as a utility player, which, you know, being a utility player in its own right is pretty cool. But... Um, I'd always like to be able to be a starting player and, you know, play in, you know, not just pigeon, like just stick in one position, but always be a starting player in a sense. And, um, yeah, I knew I was going to get the opportunity to do that at the Roosters. So I sort of spoke to my manager and I was, and he asked me, like, what do you think? And I was like, well, if I'm looking at my future, I don't think I, I really, like, I, I love the place. I love the Roosters. It was a great club and I'm very thankful for everything they've done for me. But I knew that I couldn't stay there if I was thinking about my own personal ambitions. And, um, yeah, he, obviously I spoke to the club then and um, they gave me permission to speak to other clubs. And that's when my manager obviously went out and um, done the rounds and the Knights and um, I think the Knights and Tigers come back with, um, yeah, some... Tigers wanted me to go there, and yeah, the Knights did too. So, did Flash Gordon ever get you out in the surf? I'm told he's a pretty prolific surfer. Yeah, he's pretty handy. Yeah, him and Hino are both good because they're they're really good mates. So, yeah, I did a bit of surfing with Flash when I was at the Roosters. So. I would have got you ready for Newcastle perfectly, eh? Yeah, well, <laughs> well I grew up surfing as well, so um, yeah, it's good. It's good fun. I enjoy it. Do you still surf around Newcastle? Yeah, a bit. I haven't surfed for probably a month. I um. It's a bit hard once you start playing and the yeah. body's too sore and 
Um, yeah, just like I said to you before, I just my feet at the moment. I just don't want to sort of put too much load through <laughs> them and do anything to hurt them. Um, yeah, so but wait, I do. Yeah, wait until it. you get cowrie hole on a good day. It's like nothing else on this earth. It's beautiful, beautiful. <laughs> was it? Uh, was it, you know you make the, the decision to sign with the Knights and one of the first uh, players uh, during that rebuilding period, but then also. Uh, afterwards, um, you know, you had players like Skidzy, uh, Aiden Guerra, and Pierce also signed during the same year. Was that a bit surreal to have, you know, to almost take part of that Roosters side with you? Yeah, it was pretty cool. It made it a bit easier to sort of come here and fit in because, um, you know, there's so many familiar faces here. But obviously, those players are, you know, they're class players. So it was really good for them to be able to come up here too and add a lot of experience and talent to the team. So. It was uh, it was something else being uh, being a fan. Uh, it was unbelievable. The, going through the restructure was really hard. Obviously, losing uh, a lot of a lot of talented players uh, left the club and went on to uh, other clubs and, and did well. Uh, you know, the Sims brothers and uh, Joseph Tarpney and stuff like that. We all lost it. Uh, very close succession. So to have this new face at the club was uh, was was something really special. Uh, and uh, and you seemed like you started it all, so it was fantastic. Yeah, you were kind the of the first one, and then <laughs> I'll, it I'll just claim I'll take yeah. that. <laughs> Have it. It's brilliant. <laughs> no, I, I think mean, actually I think Calum was the first. Was it? Uh, yeah. yeah, that's right. Because he signed very early. Yeah, he was he almost did. the end of 2016. There's just been so many signings since then. You kind of forget who came in and when. It's mm. just there was this endless train of all these great names coming to the club, and it was like nothing I've experienced before. It was brilliant. <laughs> it was amazing. There was uh, so you had your first year with the Knights in, in 2018. Uh, managed 16 games, but struggled a bit with injury. Um, how did that uh, was? How was that for a challenge in your first year with a new club? Yeah, to be honest, probably the toughest year I've ever had in football. I think you know um, I haven't really had uh, a lot of inj- like a lot of injuries like that that have put me out for long periods of time. And to have two in one year, you know, it made it really tough. And uh, especially you know you come into a new club, you want to do really well and. Um, not really to be given the opportunity sucked but um, yeah I sort of worked hard at it in the off season you know I had to get surgery in my groin and um, I feel really good at the moment so hopefully I'm touch wood for an injury for a year and can really show everyone what we're capable of so well it seemed like uh, the success last year um, often came off the back of when both uh, yourself and Pierce were on the park and playing together and uh and I think it was round three last year that rainy game against the Roosters um, was when you did your shoulder. I yeah, it was right. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, and then when you was coming back, you know, um, Pierce um, got injured. He got in, so it was. I think in the end of the season, there wasn't a whole lot of games that you guys played together. Yeah, I think it was like five games, maybe. Me yeah, and I had a look at the together. numbers. It was very, very five few. or six, and then I think me and Kalen and Pierce he played three games or two games together maybe mm. I don't think we played together again after round two yeah well, <laughs> or round three sorry when we st- round three yeah. But I got, yeah I was injured after like 20 minutes in that game so I didn't think it was possible uh, to beat that that round one team sorry the round one game from last year against Manly was pretty spectacular mm. uh, you being the first try scorer as well I believe that game no that was Kalen that was Kalen yeah. Yeah. yeah with his first touch in the Knights jersey mm. you scored a try that game um no, I didn't. I think I scored my first try for the Knights in round two. Oh, Maggie's the Raiders. Not yeah. his research. <laughs> yeah, apparently He's not. working on it. <laughs> <laughs> round two against the Raiders. I must, yeah. got, I must have got the uh, the maroon and green mixed up. Yeah, it's an easy mix-up. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're so similar, those colours. <laughs> eh? <laughs> but uh, the, the round one game against the Sharks uh, uh, on Friday night, I think um, I th- when I saw some people talking about it online, I really thought 
and everyone's like, oh, you know, I hope there's going to be another you know, fantastic ending like uh, like it was against Manly. And I was thinking, well, I don't think my heart can take it. Like, you know, <laughs> I think I was, uh, my anxiety was through the roof. And then it was very similar. What Can you describe, can you, could you compare the two? Or is, uh, is, it was was the Friday night against the Sharks um, just, just something else because of uh, they're a bit of a bogey side for the night? Um, I guess it was sort of, they're both really close games and um, great ways to start the season. But... You know, I think it was really big for us to beat the Sharks on the weekend because I don't know how long it's been since the Knights have, but it's been it's, a while. It's been a while. Yeah, yeah. Brownie mentioned it in the press conference. I think it's been the last eight games eight the games. Sharks have won. Yeah, and, and like they've beat us by a fair few points, points every time too. So, um, but yeah, I thought it was a good start to the year. You know, we don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves, but um, it was a good start. It was a good. I just think we played um, a good style of footy and really toughed it out, which. Um, you know, we did to start the year last year and then we sort of went away from that. So I think if we keep playing that style of footy, especially because the start of the year, you know, combinations and attack's not really there. It just more comes down to your defence and effort. And, you know, we did that on the weekend and, yeah, come away with a win. So It was such a tough win. Like, that was the kind of win we're used to seeing the Sharks pull on other teams over the last few years. And towards the end, I was kind of falling into a familiar trap of Knights fans of the last few years you're just sitting there shaking and just <laughs> you worrying just want, you want that siren to go off you're, <laughs> yeah, just, you're yeah. waiting for it but yeah it was just it was toughed out it was gritty it was yeah it was like what we've seen the Sharks over the last few years it was incredible it was yeah and also your first game uh, probably for the Knights at fullback you know with uh, I'm not sure if you did you fill in there last year and have a bit of a swap uh, or, but I think Kalen got injured one game like yeah, and then you swapped 10 minutes up. in and yeah. I just went in there but yeah but I hadn't actually played I didn't start there for the Knights no so how was that being back at uh, back at the back yeah, <laughs> it's good being back at the back. That's where you. Uh, that's where you play most of your footy growing up. Was that right? Yeah, yeah. So I played there till I was uh, seventeen, and then when I was at the Roosters, and um, I moved into the halves, and then because we sort of literally was playing fullback, so in the Ashley Ball team. But um, yeah, it was good. I, you know, I really love playing there, and it allows me to just support and run, which is my two biggest strengths. So, um, and it was good to sort of get a full preseason there, and. You know, it's going to take a while. I'm not going to be perfect there straight away. But, um, yeah, so I've got a lot of work to do, but I'm enjoying it. That's it. I noticed you're sniffing around David Klemmer for a few offloads. He's got an offload in his game now. Has he worked? Have you been working on that through the off-season, just yeah. hanging around off those bigger forwards that we've got now? Yeah, definitely. I think um, and those combinations are going to come more as you, you know, play more games because training's sort of a bit easier, you know. <laughs> like, you can always throw an offload out or whatever, but it's a bit tougher when you come up against people who... Um, going to hold the ball a bit more and um, yeah you know we'll feel that we'll get there so well Maggie and I we used to kind of sit down when the training got tough in our footy days and we now <laughs> still do when, the, when things get tough <laughs> we did. if there's anything that gets yeah, tough we, we didn't we... go in for the hard training <laughs> I know you wouldn't you wouldn't take it from looking at us being the two <laughs> athletes to sit in front of you Connor but uh, yeah we weren't very good Liam you were at the game uh, yeah. I, I watched, actually watched it at the, the Commonwealth Hotel uh, it was, you know they have a fantastic meat, rate, meat tray raffle there at 6pm uh, every Friday every Friday the best T-bone I ever had I got out of uh, one of the commie meat trays Brilliant. I saw yeah. you down at the Commie, uh, I think it was around just after Christmas. Do you like going to the Commonwealth Hotel? Yeah, I actually had a feed there last week, to be yeah. honest. Yeah. <laughs> it's we, good. Good food, man. And it's a great place to watch the away games if you're down there. You know, mm. If you can't make it to the game or if uh, if the guys are playing on the road, it's uh, it's the best spot in town. Now, Liam, um, we did something <laughs> different uh, this this week with our hats off. We gave a hats off to, to a player that we thought did particularly well. Uh, and we decided to ask more of the, the viewers. Uh, yeah, we thought we'd turn to the fans for this one because uh, I think the fans are sick of hearing us talk. So they want to give a bit back. And our, our hats off for this week, it went to David Clemmer in his first ever game in Knights Colours. 
He's got uh, 50%, 58% of the yes. vote on Facebook, 62% of the vote on Twitter. Mm-hmm. He was just unbelievable. It kind of, you always hoped he'd you know, bring what he brought to the game on that Friday night, and he just delivered from, from day one. Ran for 218 metres, 90 post-contact, three offloads and 33 tackles. He was immense, absolutely immense. It was yeah, something special to see a lot of the, uh, obviously, the new guys... Uh, just, just sort of jumping out of the skin and playing really well. Um, what was it like uh, having players like uh, you know Eddie and um, Clem and, and whatnot come to the club uh, in the off season? Did they change the dynamic of the group? Was it more of a obviously they sort of came in one by one by one? Tim Glasby, obviously another big name who played really well. Did they all bring the bring something to the team? Yeah, definitely. There's a lot of experience there. Um, I think that's probably the biggest thing. It's just a bit more of experience and a bit more depth to the squad as well. So um, you know. They've been um, they played great on the weekend. They've been great for us throughout the preseason, and you know they're experienced. Like I said, they're experienced guys. So you know there's a lot of leadership there. Timmy Glasby's a great leader, and um, obviously Clem. You see the way he leads on the field is inc- terrifying. His, his motor is ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. terrifying. For, for a big front row, you know, he just goes and goes and goes. So yeah, I think he played like 65 minutes or something like yeah, that. Yeah, he had a big it? spell. Yeah. Big spell. He was huge. unbelievable. But it also, yeah, honourable mention to Edric. Yes. He's um, it's quite impressive. I've never seen a local crowd take to anyone as quick as they took to Edric. There was an Edric chant probably 25 minutes in. <laughs> like, he's only played 25 minutes for the Knights, already chanting. He had a, a blinder, you know. He pulled off a couple of try-saving tackles, mm. scored that unbelievable intercept to race away and win the game. And I think, yeah, we've got our newest cult hero. I think the last one we had was... Uh, Probably the Knight Rider, <laughs> well, that's Justin going, Ryder. That's going back a fair that's bit. Going back away. Uh, probably Aquila, I'd say for a oh, while. Yeah, yeah. Was that was that cult yeah. hero? And of course the Rostock. Oh, the Rostock. And the Rostock. Yeah. Rostock. yeah. So that's we've got Rostock. our new cult hero. And yeah, he he had a blinder as well. They ran for 153 meters. He only had to make six tackles, but yeah, all those tackles they were especially on Josh Dugan. I think Dugan's going to be having nightmares of Edric over the next few days because every time Dugan looked to get the ball, Edric was in up and in on him. It was and uh, forced a few errors. I forgot how uh, star-studded that shark side is. Um, and then when they played the troll in Maitland, and uh, we were there watching, and, and the, the team list is, there's so much rep football in them um, and consistent rep performers. Like, you've got the Dugan, the Morris, uh, Gallon. You know, it just keeps going for Fida, even uh, the likes of, I always forget the other front row's name. Matt, Matt Pryor. Matt Pryor. Yeah. Even, like, he, you know, got a run pretty recently. Like, they're just... You, you have a look at it and you think, how can they all be in the one side together? Mm. Um, with Salary cap cheating. Is that, is that, <laughs> is that daunting to play? <laughs> uh, yeah, I sort of was thinking the same thing, you know, until yeah. um, it was, wasn't until we versed them in the trial and I, we looked at their team like during the week and I was like, oh, how good is their side? Yeah. I forgot how good their side was because, you know, they, they lose like Luke Lewis and um, Wade Graham's been injured for a while too. So... But um, then they go and add Sean Johnson. Sean Johnson, yeah. yeah Already like, with Matt Moylan. Matt Moylan as well. Yeah, and then sort of like, because they lost Val, but then Moylan goes back to fullback and just means, you know, like, it's just, yeah, it's still a star-studded side. So, yeah, like I said before, it was a great great way to start the year. So, it's good. How is it uh, playing with Pierce uh, at the back? Obviously, uh, playing fullback, there's, uh, you know, got to be very vocal uh, and whatnot. And going from, you know, running alongside Pierce and, and obviously, you can see during the game how involved he is in in, uh, in that sort of game management sort of a role. Uh, how was that shifting back to fullback and you know getting the voice going again? Yeah, I think um, defensively, I've probably got the biggest role to play. So, yeah. <laughs> organise the line. Um, but you know that's part of it. I just um, yeah, you could take it for what it is and get it done. So it's good um, in regards to sort of attacking wise. You know that's PC. Um, 
Pierce, he's the number one dude, so he, he sort of does most of that. But me and Kalen and um, Danny and Kurt are just sort of there to help and tell him what we see. And But um, he makes the, the big calls a big fella. So <laughs> I'll leave but I'll tell you him. what, that defensive line was very well organised. I mean, the Thank Sharks you. did not look to crack at once. That was brilliant. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was, yeah, it was because I think it was Phil Gardner a couple of weeks ago said, goal for the Knights for this year want to be top five defensive team. And yeah, to start that way against the Sharks, keeping that line rock solid, that was a brilliant effort, yeah. We're going to take a short break and we'll be right back uh, to cover all uh, everything else NRL. Mm. Uh, we'll be right back. It's a very transient lifestyle <laughs> playing for Melbourne. It must be. Mm. Welcome back to the second half of the Joust. Um, now, Liam, uh, there was a few other results uh, from Friday and Saturday. There was, absolutely. Now, uh, Friday, we had our reserve grade team playing against Newtown. Got up 24-4. to Harold Matz got up 32-0 over the Sharks. SG Ball were the only lower grade side to lose uh, last weekend. They went down 24-22, also against the Sharks. Tartagal Cup side won 28-12 against the Sharks also. Mm. So when, uh, who have we got this week uh, for first grade? For first grade, we've got the Panthers. Now, that we'll be playing the Panthers at home. They're coming off a loss against Parramatta. Um, but they've still got a very good squad. They've retained a really good side from last year. I don't think they've lost too many players. Um, and coming off a loss against Parramatta, I think they'll be coming out pretty fired up. Connor, are you, what are you expecting out of Penrith? Yeah, I, I definitely think they'll be fired up. Um, obviously, they lost the first round. Um, it was a pretty tight game, that one. You know, pretty tough. They both played pretty tough. But, um, yeah, I think the Panthers probably dropped a lot of ball. So, I reckon they'll be trying to tighten that up this week. And, um, you know, they're a great side. They've got so much depth. And uh, they're missing Bill Kikau, which um, is probably a big loss for them at the moment. Yeah. But he's a great player. So um, That's a huge out. He was one of my favourites to watch last season. Just on mm. that left edge, he was running rampant so yeah. thank the footy gods we don't have him play against this week he's out was he uh, shoulder or knee or I think it was a knee knee ACL perhaps one of the two one of the two one of the big ones yeah. the shoulder or the knee yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the, um, when you come up against the Panthers obviously playing at home uh, a lot of expectation coming off the big win against the Sharks um, who, who's the danger man for the, for the Penrith team do you think when you have a look at their side um, probably Jimmy Maloney, I think. You know, when he's on, um, he's up there as one of the best players in the world and um, can't really dent him, he's confident, he can't <laughs> break him. So, yeah, he's good. Um, but, you know, they've got a great side. They've got heaps of um, rep players and uh, it's going to be a tough game. So, But, um, you know, we're playing at home again, so hopefully get a good crowd out there and a bit of home support will be good. That's it. And I think it was uh, last year, one of the later games in the season beat the Panthers when they were in the race for the top four. We've got a bit of form going up against the Panthers, which is nice. I always like to look at a bit of form. Yeah, yeah. Well, obviously, that was a great win last year. Mm. Um, uh, with one where, you know, coming, it was, I think the team had been pretty ravaged with injury by this point uh, in the back end of the season. I think uh, uh, yourself and Pierce were sort of um, coming back at opposite times and Ponga um, with a hamstring and then, of course, Slade uh, with his knee. Um, so, and then that was a, a win when the Panthers were doing really well that uh, I don't think many people expected, but mm. uh, out there as well. So it was uh, it was a fantastic win. Hopefully we can do it all again. Uh, how is Slade doing uh, with with the knee, Rico? Yeah, he's going good. He um, you know, he works so hard. He's such a um, dedicated bloke, and um, yeah, I think he's hoping for a turn. I'm not sure exactly, but later on in later on in the year, so. Um, if anyone can come back from that, he can. You know, he's um, probably the most passionate and dedicated dude I've seen. So, and we're not looking too bad for injuries as well. Obviously, Daniel Safidi picked up an MCL strain, I think, and a slight injury to his foot. I think they're looking about round four or five to have him back. 
Um, but the beauty of having depth now at the club is we just Herman SASA. Yeah. You know, test player just slides straight back into the 17. So I thought he was a bit hard done by to be left out at the start of the year. Yeah. Given his form last year, he was one of the, you know, form forwards in the at the club, definitely. So I think Herman's going to have a big one. He's got a lot to prove, I think. Yeah, like I think a lot of pe- um, supporters were, you know, disappointed not to see... Um, Herman Herman SASA the man so nice they named him Herman uh, but, <laughs> <laughs> but it was um, but obviously with the side you know it was so much talent especially now in the forwards with the likes of Glasby and Clemmer and I think you know they they showed how talented and uh, you know important they are to that side so but uh, and again first round I think a lot of people thought Herman SASA not in the side well that's it maybe you have a stint in Reggie's and but now it's uh, now he's back in round two um, and I think last year what we saw with how many injuries we had. Um, that it was it was such uh, you know it was so good so good now as you said to have depth mm. is is that reassuring to know that um, you know if if you do have forwards or, or backs drop out or even the likes of Mason Lino and, and in the side now people with first grade experience to be able to slot back in and uh, and you know and without sort of blooding new people all the time yeah definitely it helps uh, you know it's sort of that's why they have squads of you know 25 30 people and um, we're lucky now we've got some great depth there and. Like you said, you know, Herman just slots straight in and he's such a great player himself. So um, it was obviously tough for him to miss out in the first one, but, um, you know, he took it well and he has a great attitude. So, yeah, um, that's footy though, you know. Mm. Like, um, well, you're doing it much yourself, you know, in that sort of, uh, you know, you're in reserve grade, in first grade one week, uh, bench starting, you know, you, you sort of lived it all at the Roosters. Yeah. Um, how, does that, how did that affect you sort of um, in your career? Like, was it... Uh, was it hard to sort of when you're playing first grade one week and then dropping back to the Reggie's or did you know eventually you, you'd get to a regular first grade spot? Oh, I mean, it's tough, but um, I kind of like enjoyed it. It was a different challenge for me, you know. I was only young just sort of coming into just playing first grade and I was really grateful to be playing first grade. But um, when I sort of went back there, I was like, I'm just going to try and be, you know, the best I can be and, you know, not really take it um, you know, enjoy it, not not get um, shitty about it or anything yeah. like that. So, yeah, it was good. It was different. Was is there anyone currently in the night squad that uh, that you're looking at that a, the younger fellow that might have not have made first grade yet? You think that he's he's a superstar in in waiting? I think um, Bo uh, Firma 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 yeah, yeah. Um, he's put, he's trying really good through the preseason and um, yeah he's a really talented back rower he's big and mobile he's really fast like he's got um, exceptional speed so he's someone who I reckon if he got a shot could definitely um, you know break onto the scene but um, I'm trying to think yeah obviously you know Phoenix trade well Texas um, a talented player as well Tex Hoy yeah so. I like the look of those two on the in the trial game obviously you know the game didn't go the way that we wanted but yeah those two particularly I thought they looked pretty slick they yeah some big futures ahead of them I reckon yeah definitely they're um, two good kids so or in um, Star Sanchez as well he's a freak so what's mm-hmm. his first name uh Stafford. Stafford. Oh, Stafford Tyler. He yeah. Yeah, scored the only try in the trial match. Stafford. With some very good footwork. Bo Phoenix. It's also these names, you, just, you know, I don't know. Just Are we getting old names? <laughs> I think so. <laughs> I think we're getting old. No one's got names like James anymore, you know? <laughs> Where's all the Bruces? I oh, know. Yeah, they've gone. <laughs> um, Connor, do you have a time? Uh, yeah, it's time for the news. Yeah. Oh, Liam, what have we got for 
the news this week? Well, not much. It's not off-season <laughs> anymore, so there's not really any news. It's really slowed down. But yeah. the one thing I did see in the news that I do want to talk about, because I find it very interesting every time it's brought up, mm. um, Todd Greenberg, avid listener of the show, he yeah. obviously wanted our opinion on it. He's yeah. been talking about expansion again. Now, it seems uh, with the ARL Commission going the way they're going now, they really want to expand the NRL, whether that be through relocation or you know, a new franchise. And mm. um, I just thought we might get a nice little... I want to say round table conversation, <laughs> but a rectangle table conversation. <laughs> well, it was they're, they're looking west. Am I not right with that? They're looking mm. at Perth. They're looking. Uh, I think they're playing the the first Origin game there this yeah, year. Yeah, playing the first Origin game in Perth. Is that what do you think, Connor, about taking the game, the Origin, to uh, somewhere else? Do you think they should keep it sort of where most of the fans are, or do you think having these sort of would you prefer maybe a different game get get uh, get moved over there? Um, I don't know. I think it sort of evens out the home field and yeah, um, away advantage, you know, because then you get one home game, yeah. one away game, and then there's sort of one somewhere else. But I think it's good for the game to be playing in different places. I'm not sure where, where are they playing, the Origin? Is Perth. it Perth? Perth, Perth yeah. yeah. Is that, I think it's a pretty cool joint over there oh, and the, the stadium's, stadium's sick. Yeah, I heard the stadium's yeah. unreal. So, um, you know, I think you can take Origin anywhere and it's going to, sell out mm. um, stadiums and it's probably going to be good for the game because it's probably the pinnacle of the game and um, for new fans it's probably the best thing for them to go and watch and, and really get hooked on rugby league so well, I think they even played a sellout in California when 1986 <laughs> they took yeah. the fourth origin game they took it to California Peter Sterling fourth was the face game. of it yes yeah, so it was it was obviously uh, didn't games. count towards the series okay right. oh, yeah true. they took it to California and they sold out a stadium in California yeah right Lake State of Origin I believe well hopefully they don't do that again no that's, that's expanding too much it's a bit too much yeah. yeah it's a bit too much but um, I like the idea of Perth I think it showed with the um, the Perth Reds mm. the Western Reds in 95 through 97. Yeah. They actually were getting really good crowds and they were doing all right. Mark Guy was kind of the face of the club and it showed there's, there's plenty of appetite for rugby league in Perth. And I think with the demise of the Western Force, they've been cut out now. There's a lot of footy fans over there who just want a bit of footy and at the moment they've only got AFL and I don't think they really, you know, they want something better. It's uh, got to want something better. Have you ever been to Perth? No, been? no, neither have I. It's very <laughs> far away. That's the other thing, though. Like as a place, that's a long way to yeah, travel. A, I think it it's a big like trip, eh? Hey? Yeah, that'd be a Couple huge of, trip. I know they do it in the SG Ball because they, okay. well, yeah, they used to when the, I was in mm. there, but I never did that trip. We never got them in a draw or anything like that. So it just seems a long way away. With with Origin uh, being Origin one, two, and three, do you think there should be a standalone a block in the middle of the season where everything has a break and maybe even do a two week gap, two week gap, or do you, do you like that it's sort of integrated into the season? Do you think it may be a bit much, too much of a disturbance for the regular season? Oh, I just think it um, sort of makes it hard for you when you're missing your best players, you know? Yeah. 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 Um, and obviously, there's a lot of good players that don't make state of origin, so if you're losing your best players, and it sort of leaves you a bit of disadvantage. But, um, yeah, are they talking about doing the standalone? Well, there's always or? been talks about it, but it's never been, this is looking like happening. It's always just been bubbling away in the background and... Yeah, it, it's a weird one. It's always kind of there to be talked about, but no one's officially talking about it. I know it's a strange one, the whole standalone rep period. Yeah, yeah. No, but I, I personally think it'd be a good thing. If I can have two weeks where I, I'd, I'd take it off work. If there's a two-week origin period, I'm taking that whole two weeks <laughs> off work and I'm not going to bed the whole time. It's so a I think it'd be a great idea. It's a wonderful time. It's a year. wonderful time of year. <laughs> um, now, Liam... Yes. <laughs> Speaking of expansion, mm. did you know Channel Nine's doing a bit of their own expansion? Really? Yeah, they're bringing back Daryl Summers. They're, they're, bring, they're bringing back Daryl. Daryl's returning oh. to Nine. Uh, now this might interest. They never you, should have got rid of Daryl Connor as well because uh, yeah, Daryl Summers is coming back, seeing everyone's favourite 
Christmas songs in uh, you know a very special Thursday night nine thirty. You wouldn't believe what they called it. What are they going to call it? Daryl's Carols. Daryl's Carols coming to you this summer on Channel Nine. <laughs> yeah, kind of Daryl's Carols. It's right. expanding everywhere. The Liam, man's ageless. <laughs> it's time for six of the best. <laughs> You're simply the best. Connor's giving you a look of why did I come? Why did I come on the show? <laughs> the, um, six this of the is be- one of our better weeks too. <laughs> <laughs> six of the best this week is six uh, Newcastle Knights that debuted for other clubs, mm. which are, some of them were quite surprising when we looked at them. Yeah, this was a fun one to go through because you got to go through like these are you know to us they're club legends and blokes we really looked up to. So I, I was looking forward to this one because we could just have a bit of a chat about some uh, good old players. <laughs> Who's your number one then? My number one that I've got, and this was one that. Um, kind of came to me in a flash of inspiration while I was trying to go to sleep the other night. Yeah. You guys remember Brian Carney? Yeah, yeah. The, the winger. The yeah, winger. the Irish winger. I thought he played at the Knights for three or four years, mm. but um, he only had one season at the Knights. Yeah. Scored 16 tries. I remember he was an excitement machine. He was uh, pretty handy in the media too. I remember him and Matty Johns did a, a lot of media work. And uh, he only yeah, he only played the one season in 2006. He'd come over from the Wigan Warriors um, and then he signed for the Gold Coast Titans. Retired from football and then signed for Warrington. And then later went on to play rugby union for Munster. <laughs> really? He lied about retiring. <laughs> yeah, that's true, because he went back and played. Something we Irish should do. I'm going to retire, <laughs> but not now. Is that so he could go home? Like, did he retire <laughs> and then, I think oh, I'm going to play again. He retired and then, yeah, plug it up home. <laughs> Start it up again. My one is Ben Kennedy, oh. uh, which I think everyone just remembers him playing so well at the Knights, mm. but he was actually started with the Canberra Raiders. He did. It, he had a few years at the Raiders. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then it was in the rugby union before that at some, some yeah. level as well. I think he was, yeah, Brumby's junior. But yeah, he, um, he played 86 games for the Knights. He was in that... 2001 Premiership, which was a great game. Do you remember where you were for the 2001 Premiership? You would have been quite young. I was there, actually. Oh, really? Yeah. That was, the, that was the night I started going for the Knights. Oh, wow. Yeah, because my, um, my, oh, my, I sort of went down with my dad and my nan and pop and all my uncles, and they were all para fans. And then on the train, I was like, no, nah, I'm going to go for the Knights. So I like to despise <laughs> them. And then we ended up winning. So I was like, yeah, how good is this? <laughs> that would have been a fun trip home as well. Just yeah. you know, you're celebrating and then <laughs> yeah, <they're> upsetting <laughs> the whole family. They were very upset. Right. I imagine the Central to Newcastle after the grand final, that would have had some types on there. That's a troublesome bus trip, uh, train trip at the best of times. Oh, the Criminals Airway, the yeah, train, yeah. The Convicts <laughs> Airline. Uh, Liam, you're number three. Uh, I've got Mark Glanville. Now, he was a... Uh, Foundation player for the club, I'm pretty sure. Mark Glanville came in 1988. He actually debuted at St. George. He was just he played 188 games for the Knights. I always just assumed he was just a Knights player only. But, mm. um, yeah, won the 97 Premiership and currently is uh, one of the talking heads on Triple M's co- coverage of the Newcastle Rugby League. Yeah, yeah, with a call with Blanche and Michael Hagen there. It's, yeah, uh, good friend of the show, Nick Blanche and Michael Hagen. <laughs> uh, for me, it's Adam McDougall. Uh, uh, and and uh, I think everyone knows Mad Dog is just, um, just someone that you think Knights. He went, you know, played fantastic with the Knights, left, played at South, and I think he came back to the Knights. Well, he wasn't so fantastic at South. Well, he just kept getting concussed. Um, <laughs> he, wouldn't have, he wouldn't have lasted the concussion uh, um, rules now, um, which we didn't actually see much of that last year, the concussion. Did it seem like 2017 it was all concussions and last year it wasn't so much? Or? Yeah, it seemed a bit less. I, well, I don't know. Because of my string of concussions, I can't remember much of it. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> is, that, is that something that bothers you, like, or worries you when you go out to a game, Connor? Do you think if you cop a knock and you think, oh, hang on, I'm not sure which way this is going to go. Is this, am I going to... Um, you know, with, with those concussions, when, when you get a bit of a, you know, a flash and you think, 
am I still okay? <laughs> <laughs> and you never want to come off, obviously. That's not something that people want to do. But is it? Uh, have you ever been? Have you had a concussion since the new rule? Uh, I've ha- I've had to come off, but I've never actually. I've been able to go on. You know, I've passed the test every time. I've, I think I've matter had done it like three times, maybe. But can you walk us through the test? Um, is it like what day is it? You know, how many fingers am I holding up, or is it a little bit more in depth? Uh, yeah, it's a bit like that. And then there's like some balance, like balance, like one foot after the other, like with your eyes closed. It's pretty tough too. Really? Yeah, with your eyes closed and that. And <laughs> then isn't it elbow, apple, carpet? bubble there's five words you got to remember really yeah i've yeah, done the concussion is, yeah. test a number of times <laughs> but they don't change the words so i'm not sure elbow apple carpet bubble and something else but my weirdest one i got knocked out once playing uh at lake macquarie yeah. and uh, i got up and i looked around and everything had gone green like we were wearing blue jersey i looked green. down my jersey and it had gone green <laughs> Col- <laughs> colorblind <laughs> yeah it was a, it, it knocked me into colorblind so it was a really strange one that was, yeah <laughs> Connor, do you, do you have any uh, Knights greats that you, re- that you remember that played for other clubs initially? Um, no, I can't remember. Hey, I only really, yeah, was a Knights fan, so I wasn't worried about who they were playing before <laughs> that. <laughs> we're a bit the same. Yeah. Oh, we'll finish off. I know we said six, but we'll just do oh, you've got I've one? got two more. Tony Butterfield well, and Matt Parsons. Oh, oh yeah, Tony actually, Butterfield. Yeah. Tony Butterfield, yeah. He, uh, he uh, obviously um, debuted with Penrith and mm. then was the foundation, one of the foundation players for the Knights in 88. Mm. Yeah, and and but uh, sorry, and Parsons of course was Souths. He was at Souths to start yeah. with, yeah, absolutely. And he played in the 01 Premiership as well. I always liked Matty Parsons. He so was, did I. He was never quick. No. He wasn't a quick prop, but he just he just made yards. Kind of Clemmer reminds me of him. Just big, well, loping. Huge, huge yeah. people. People that are way too big. They should have <laughs> never, you know, there shouldn't be people made that, that large. <laughs> we better wrap it up. Connor, thank you so much for joining us uh, this week. It's been an absolute pleasure having you. If you like uh, the Joust guys, like us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all those pipes. Uh, <laughs> all the social pipes. <laughs> Make sure you head down on Saturday night uh, mm-hmm. to catch the Knights of V Penrith at a McDonald Jones Stadium. But if you can't get there, make sure you head down to the Commonwealth Hotel and catch it there. The best venue in town. Great <laughs> food. Great food. The meat raffle. <laughs> yeah. The yeah. meat raffle. They do it early if the Knights yeah. are playing early. So, uh, But yeah, no, it's going to be fantastic. Thanks again, Connor. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thanks for having me, guys. Good. <laughs>